0: Hello again, and welcome to the second podcast off the water brought to you by the national governing body, Our Way of Scotland. We aim to give a voice to the Scottish boating community, bringing together all aspects of getting afloat and enjoying Scottish waters together.
1: For those who missed the first podcast, my name is Nikki Stewart and I'm hosting alongside Jack Mitchell.
0: We have been looking at different ways that we can connect the boating community and are always keen to explore new and creative ways to engage with people and offer something a little bit different, something that you can listen to and get away from the screens. We want to bring a roundup of activities, look ahead to new opportunities and share some fun and interesting stories.
1: We want to bring people together across the country from different areas of our sport and activities. Over this series of podcasts, you'll hear from our whole team and we'll also bring guests to talk about different topics. The podcast may vary in length, but we're aiming for about 30 minutes.
0: So, in this edition of the podcast, we'll be joined by Robin Phillips from Aberdeenshire Sailing Trust and uh, Aberdeenshire and Stonehaven Yacht Club and Dan Smith from Sailing Intuition, hearing directly how COVID 19 is affecting them, our sailing clubs, and training centres.
1: We just want to put a wee disclaimer out there that the views expressed in the podcast are of our own and our guests. So if you've got any comments or complaints please get in touch via the contact details in the episode bio.
0: So Nikki, what's life been like for the last uh, I suppose two weeks now since we last did our podcast?
1: Um, so spending quite a bit of time in my garden which is uh, coming along nicely, my potatoes are doing well but unfortunately a big fat pigeon has been eating my peas so my peas have not been faring very well and I've had to plant more. How about you, what have you been up to?
0: So I probably a little bit fortunate. That I've got my boat on the driveway, and I've been having been sort of reminiscing and and sort of getting my boat gear back out again. Uh, I might look to a little bit stranger the day where I live rigging up my boat on the driveway and and uh, doing a bit of boat tweaking and bimbling. However, I do have noticed that it does need a lot of work. So yeah, varnishing, not very good at, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, and I, so I did a bit of learning of how to do that. Um, any top tips for a bit of varnishing?
1: It's all in the prep work beforehand. I have to do my most hated thing of sanding, and sanding properly um, to be able to get that <laughs> good finish. It's very frustrating.
0: How's the boat list going for your your yacht? Are you getting excited um, or thinking about it?
1: It's not really going anywhere at all. Uh, we've given up thinking about that at the moment until we hear a bit more information. So Hopefully, once we hear a bit more, then we'll we'll start moving forwards on that.
0: So there's been a lot going on uh, to keep engagement, connection with the buzz of boating still alive, hopefully. Uh, There's been a sell from home, uh, mainly ended at the Junior Sailors, but actually I've been taking a lot from that that recently. We've got the Scottish Club uh, connection sessions and there's loads of online live sessions uh, that are going on every week all the time. I suppose we've got loads going on on our online calendar. And information on our webpage and social media. So, if you haven't connected in just yet, do connect in.
1: We've got a couple of training centre connect sessions um, coming up this week. The first one will be on Tuesday the 12th, and then the next one will be on the 26th of May as well. So, please follow our social media for a bit more information about that. We're really keen to hear how our training centres and our clubs are getting on. Um, So, join us in the connect sessions or pick up the phone or drop us an email. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you.
0: So, as you said earlier, uh, we caught up with Robin and Dan uh, we had a really quite exciting conversation uh, and it's really great to hear their thoughts uh, on really what the lockdown is doing for, for them and their clubs and, and training centres. Three, two, one, go. Hi, Dan and Robin
1: thank you for joining us today to talk about what life is like for training clubs and centres uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourselves
2: hi there yeah my name is Daniel Smith um, I'm a sailing instructor windsurfing instructor and powerboating instructor as well uh, but also a instructor trainer uh, so I uh, run the instructor courses and in all the disciplines uh, at the moment my passion is yacht sailing um, I'm a yacht master examiner I've done a bit of offshore racing, and recently I've just opened up my new sailing school, Sailing Intuition, uh, so I'm raring to go as soon as we can get back out on the water.
3: Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Robin. Uh, I'm a dinghy instructor and a race coach uh, up in the Northeast. Uh, So I usually work for Aberdeenshire Sailing Trust, sail myself for Aberdeen and Stonehaven York Club, and I'm the Topper Academy coach at the moment as well.
2: So thanks for coming down, guys. Uh, How are you finding lockdown? I'm coping okay. Um, I guess it's been been tricky being inside so much, especially with all this good weather. Uh, I've been lucky in that I've got a, got, got some garden, so I've been, been working away out in the garden and doing lots of DIY, which I think uh, most people are uh, are getting around to at the moment, so catching up on all the jobs uh, that I should have been on top of. I guess I've managed to spend a bit of time uh, working with the, the company as well, uh, so I've spent some time Getting the website up to date and spent some time planning some trips as well for uh, for the end of this year and next year. So my dining room table at the moment has got the charts pulled out, and I've been doing lots of reading, lots of thinking, and uh, making a list of places that I want to go and visit. So that's been keeping me out of mischief.
3: Yeah, here it's been uh, yeah pretty interesting. Um, again, as uh, yeah as Dan was saying, it's it's good to be able to get outside occasionally. I've also got a little garden, so that's been a bit of a bit of a godsend. I'm just trying to fill fill days with stuff. For me, it's been a little bit of focus on fitness training. I'm lucky enough to have a local boot camp that are doing Zoom sessions daily, even a couple of times a day. So those few runs here and there and some cycling has been sort of a main, main focus point. There's also been some really good amounts of kind of CPD and sailing chat happening as well. It's been actually quite good, obviously, from being up in the northeast, so actually felt quite connected with uh, the hub of sailing in, in Scotland during the lockdown, um, because everything's moved to the coals, the which has been pretty nice in one way.
0: Oh nice, nice. Okay. So here you guys, obviously, Dan, you've done a quite a bit of a uh, bit of yachting and things and and Robin I know you quite well now, so you've done a bit of yachting. How was the how has life on board the yacht set you for this lockdown period? Is there any sort of tips or things that you've you've done in the past that's helped you out in this lockdown period?
2: Um, I guess um, I've done some quite long ocean trips, um, probably up to about a month at the time, and I find when sailing offshore that the routine is really important. Uh, so it's really important to 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 have a plan for what's going to be involved in the day. So to um, to make the most out of my day, I quite like to make a list of what I need to do the following day uh, in the evening. Uh, and then when I get up in the morning, have a look at my list and start working my way through it. I like to give myself some little treats in there. So a couple of jobs and then something nice to eat or a bit of a break or a cup of tea or something to watch on TV. I guess the other, other things that are similar to, uh, to offshore sailing, lots of DIY. So on yachts, you end up being self-sufficient and in lockdown that's been something that's that started happening as well and uh, not being able to get out to the shop so much um, and the other thing I've been doing is a little bit of baking so when offshore we tend to tend to bake our own bread uh, on long o- ocean passages and that's something I've started doing at home as well. Nice what's your favourite bread? <laughs> oh, It's just the standard bread mix that I've been using but it seems to have been working okay. Nice I'm a bread fan for sure have it
0: yourself Robin any top tips from being offshore?
3: Yeah, I think there are, as Dan's said, there are a lot of uh, similarities that kind of being, I guess, confined to one place, but then having the little routines and systems to sort of map out your day. Um, I think one thing he alluded to that's really important, though, is like those little kind of treat moments every now and then to break up the monotony. Randomly gained a flatmate in lockdown as well because he was supposed to be working out in Menorca sailing. And so for him, he's actually very anti-routine generally. Um so we'll throw in just something different every day, like a new TV series or something like that to try and mix the day up a little bit. Uh, my experience of offshore sailing was a bit different to lockdown in one week. So I was sailing with a family, so had three very young kids on boards. Um So a little less entertainment in that sense at the moment. But yeah, just finding that day to day routine and finding the little bits to keep busy. For me, it's uh, books and I'm quite a bookworm as well. So um uh, has been nice to be able to indulge in, in a bit of reading time which I wouldn't usually get. So Excellent. Any book recommendations? Sticking to a nautical theme, definitely. The books by kind of Pete Goss, Tracy Edwards, Dee Kafari and Ellen MacArthur are well worth a read. Definitely good inspirational reading for lockdown.
1: And how are you both finding kind of employment for yourself or maybe it's your friends, your colleagues? I think employment's quite tricky in a freelance world too. Um, so how are you finding that side of things?
2: Yeah, I'll be the same as a lot of uh, people that are working in the, the sailing industry at the moment. There's a lot of uh, people in the industry who are either working on zero hours contracts or self-employed. Uh, and at the moment for them, and for the last couple of months, actually, there will have been uh, zero work.
3: Yeah, as Dan said, I'm I'm in that boat as well of being a, a freelance instructor. So at the moment, there's pretty much nothing uh, and the details are still sort of awaiting details for the support for freelancers coming up. Um, I think what will be really interesting is as we get a bit more detail, mapping the route out, um, because I think it's hopefully reasonably fair to say, I mean, to anyone's guess really, but that it will be quite difficult to get beginner or group sailing happening. Like that could be longer off than ideally we want it to. Um, But I guess looking at how, we tailor what can offer to the stuff that will be able to happen first and trying to create a model to make the most of those opportunities is probably the next step in terms of kind of the sailing world for employment, I guess.
2: I think I'd probably quite like to add that um, sailing is, is a relatively safe spot and with with a bit of common sense and a bit of thought, uh, people should be able to, in, in the future when things open up a little bit, arrive at the sailing club. Already changed, and for things like single-handed sailing, um, there's no reason once things start moving again that we shouldn't be able to get out on the water fairly quickly. And likewise, yacht sailing, if you're yachting with a group that are within your social network, then as long as you're self-sufficient and things are done sensibly, then it should be a relatively safe sport and a safe pastime. And I'm looking forward to to getting things moving again.
0: So we've been looking at some uh yougov polls um recently and it suggests that around 35% of people want to avoid contact with tourists and and sort of leisure uh based areas and activities. So so what do you guys think to the change that we'll have in behaviors for our customers our members sort of post lockdown? Do you think do you think we'll see uh, any impact from that?
2: Um I think probably for the the sailing sector uh, and the tourism sector. Uh, I don't see why it shouldn't be an opportunity for Scotland when things start moving again. Um, I know that airlines aren't going to be um, flying as often, and holidaying abroad isn't going to be on the cards for a while. Uh, so I think probably it could be a boost for staycations and people holidaying in Scotland. So that could be an opportunity that that we can. Take away from this.
3: Yeah, I totally agree with that, the kind of discover your doorstep sort of mentality. And I also think I, I generally am quite an advocate of this anyway, but kind of outdoor pursuits and safe outdoor pursuits are going to be a really good way post actually more confinement than a lot of us are used to, um, just to kind of reset a little bit post lockdown as well. And so, what I'm kind of hopeful for is that providing we're kind of clever enough with what we can offer is that there will be a demand for safe ways and compatible ways to access freedom as and when it comes about to to do stuff like sailing go into the hills and all that kind of stuff and i hope that people there would be the local demand from that due to the cooped up nature of the last couple of months
2: i totally agree with robin when we get guidance for when and how we can get moving again uh, we're going to have to put a little bit of thought into um, hand-washing when we get onto boats and when we arrive at marinas or sailing clubs and on boats regularly washing them down. Uh, but I think with, with that thought, we can get things going again. Do you think,
0: uh, obviously you sort of mentioned it a little bit there, Robin, but do you think there'll be a bit of a delay in people wanting to come to come back?
3: I think that's a really tricky one to call. Um, at the moment, it, I think it's very much going to depend on the overall messaging that's given out sort of higher up government wise I think naturally I think there will be a lot more caution but I hope as well people will realize the benefits if it can be offered safely of of getting out I think it's natural there will be a bit of caution I think the overall message that is put across in the next couple of weeks will probably dictate how much caution there's likely to be
2: I think I can probably Um, see a little bit of a change in the groups that we might get initially. Uh, I've had a few inquiries from family groups, for example, and what they want to do is have a skipper charter on a boat. So instead of maybe joining a course where you you meet up with three strangers, uh, which is probably the way a lot of sailing courses ran in the past, I think there may well be a lot of groups coming uh, who already know each other and who already live quite closely together to avoid that interaction of people that we don't know.
3: We might find from kind of the dinghy sailing perspective that it's um, kind of easier to start with to look at reconnecting and getting existing groups out on the water uh, just in terms of logistics with changing used kit use and all that kind of stuff. Much in the same model as Dan said, it might then be demand for sort of like two to one courses, but families. Coming together to do a course if they're going to be on the same boat together.
1: Is, is there anything in particular that you think that instructors might need to consider to kind of support this change in behavior?
3: I guess it's going to be really important. Um just that everyone's, I guess, mindful and considerate of everyone as we use kind of lockdown restrictions, and as we've kind of alluded to, that there will be sort of changes in behaviors there'll be people that are quite apprehensive about getting out and about again and I guess just working out ways that we can kind of modify our behaviours so that they're as safe as they possibly can be and also to reassure kind of students that they are in a, a safe environment and they can enjoy it still probably be the main modifications we'll be thinking about.
2: Yeah I think uh, probably what we need to do initially is wait and see exactly what the government have got to say over the next week or so then see what there are ways interpretation of it is and then the the key is going to be with some common sense getting out there and getting going again as soon as we can um i guess one of the important messages with sailing is generally sailing is a self-sufficient sport you shouldn't be out there if you don't think you should look if you don't think you can look after yourself uh, so it's important every time you go sailing to just check over things in your head make sure that you're safe and the boat's safe to to handle the conditions uh, so you're not putting anyone else at risk.
0: Okay guys well thank you much for a lovely conversation it's been really uh, insightful uh, to hear your thoughts and really what you've been up to the challenges that you're facing uh, at the moment. Uh, We wish you all the best of luck uh, and all the support that we can give you uh, in getting restarted again. Cheers thank you very much.
3: Yeah thank you very much it's been good to chat
0: so nikki what's your thoughts on getting back to the boating if it if it's at all possible in the near future
1: yeah i think we definitely have to wait until the government advice says that it's safe to go out on the water but i do think everyone's situation is going to be different and we need to look at what we need to change perhaps to make it safe for ourselves and others around us
0: yeah i i, I think you're absolutely right i think there's a personally for me i think there's a there's there's a small bit of a uh, bit of rush uh, and, I, and I'm kind of keen to you know for my own boating and and when we go back it's absolutely safe and, and we aren't so potentially you know going too early and, and putting putting others at risk um, uh, and certainly for me you know the conversations happening in, in my house of going back boating is really around different wind conditions different way of boating to make sure it's fun still uh, and actually maybe when we go back it, you know it's not the time to challenge myself or push my, push my limits and try and learn something new it's just about going back and enjoying it uh, really
1: yeah I think that's the same for us really we're probably looking at some shorter trips rather than as much as we'd love to go around the mall and up exploring the islands um, I think it's probably more sensible to stay a little bit closer to home and just go on those shorter trips but again um, making sure the boat's properly ready and prepped, and we're not going to come up with any um, last-minute issues that might arise. So we want to make sure that everything's pretty safe as well, and we're not putting any additional pressure on the rescue services.
0: I suppose some of the conversations been going going around, you know, solo sailing and and or sailing in, in small groups, but actually only in in conditions and sort of states that is comfortable and and you know completely in your in your means. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's really a sensible idea, you know, and, and some of the clubs that I've been talking to, you know, think about not going back to racing, not going back to the organised events and just maybe looking at really what sailing can do for this period or boating can do for this period of time. Giving us a, a bit of an adventure, a bit of escapism or generally just a bit of activity that's different from, you know, cycling, walking and, and getting out. And I think that's a really quite cool way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Finding the love of the basics of sailing or boating. Again, and just spending time out in the water is—it's going to be great for lots and lots of different people when we can finally get back out there. What do you think is going to be your biggest challenge for business post COVID nineteen?
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a yeah, this is interesting. I think there's there's probably two, and I think I think the so the first one links to kind of what Dan and and Robin sort of mentioned around the tourism people potentially not wanting to go to to tourist places and leisure activities that that are going to be busy. Uh, and I think that's that's for me. It's a little bit of worry that um, I wonder over time whether that comes back. Um, I think on on sort of one side that's a worry, but on the other side that's potentially positive. People maybe want to stay at home or stay local, so maybe there's a this sort of local opportunity there. I think the other challenge is is long term is really when does this social distancing, you know, stop? You know, when 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 do we kind of go back to what we knew as normal? Because uh, I think that's a real challenge for some of the training centres, you know, I think having to operate differently is potentially going to put more cost on them or even put more cost to the customer. And, and I think that's that's definitely a big consideration long term. You know, they've got the answers now, but I, I do think that's 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 a yeah, consideration long term. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point about ratios Um, trying to maintain some sort of form of social distancing might lower ratios um which then makes it less cost effective so it'll be interesting to see how that sort of develops but again i agree i think the customer is going to change customer behavior is really going to change some of that might be for the better so we might see more family activity coming together and maybe family units wanting to do activities together and that would help with social distancing Um, But again i think that there will be a nervousness to get back out On the water to leave the house to get involved in new things and to engage in someone that they don't really know i do think that instructors training centers and clubs are going to have to work hard to articulate why sailing is or boating is safe um, and what what the safe elements are and how that things can be done in a sensible way sailing instructors sailing centers are used to planning to minimize risk so actually, this is the sort of life that they're they're living all the time. So if you're wanting to go out, out sailing in a really safe way, you want to go out with someone who's experienced, who has qualifications. Um, and if it's part of something organised, then it's a lot safer.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think that that links back to that kind of what can sailing do now for us? You know we know it's 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 got so many benefits to it well maybe the, the conversation now could be looking at well what are those benefits and really how can they help us now and 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 then once we've understood that maybe understanding how that that might look long term you know how do we do it with social distancing you know i you know i'm quite excited to, to to hopefully go back go back boating you know i know what it does for me and and the the sort of Uh, enjoyment I get from it and I think that's that's only positive that that we try and showcase that that this is all about enjoyment and all about um, having that kind of sense of escapism if that's what you do uh, and, and not necessarily around learning a new skill just that sense of enjoyment you know the same sort of feeling I get from from riding my bike and I think you know the more we integrate these things back into society as we as it's going to be and not potentially look backwards at what it was i think i think that's only positive
1: yeah definitely agree looking forward to the future
0: so thank you for listening to our podcast off the water we hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it we look forward to uh, hearing from the government about lockdown uh, procedures and the next steps and that being said our next episode we're excited to explore the our way principles of getting back to
2: boat
1: we welcome your feedback and ideas for future off the water episodes please get in touch through our email address in the episode bio or through our social media channels please feel free to share this and hit the subscribe button as well remember to keep a note of our website and keep an eye across all our social media channels where you'll hear all the latest news and updates when they're available and hopefully we'll get back out on the water soon. Thank you for listening.